It is noon on Thursday. We are Ergo Radio 88.5 WHBK. I am Damon. And I am Daniel. Nice I like to call you Kiss, man. Let's 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 be firm on it. Okay. This is Kiss. This is Kiss and Dame. Hey, You're here listening to Ergo on WHBK, ErgoRadio.com, showcasing strong young voices from Chicago and beyond. Each week we talk with artists, writers, organizers, creatives, musicians, thinkers, uh, just people reshaping the culture of the city. Uh, for the better we have some very special guests here in our tiny cramped studio today but before we get to them any community announcements you want to plug definitely definitely um next wednesday 420 uh there's gonna be another breathing room let us breathe presents a community event you know uh and we are going to be talking about decriminalization not just of marijuana but of people uh and it's going to be a fun thing it's going to be free food free stuff we had a free store with clothes and books um, we're going to be doing some giveaways. It's definitely going to be um, some teachings and community engagement. Um, so come kick it with us. 3609 West Cermak. What time? Uh, 5 to 9. Thank you. For cool. April 20th. And after Breathing Room, you're, you're going to have a very full Wednesday because after Breathing Room, you could go and see Ergo alum in front of the show, Malcolm London, performing a headlining set at Reggie's with the sure. Omas. Uh, that'll be a good show. You can get tickets on his website or Reggie's website. One last plug. Um... There's an organization called Somos that does work around housing rights across the city um, as well. Uh, and they partner with an organization called Central Autonomo, which is up in Albany Park. They do a lot of great work uh, and they're having a big fundraiser and dance party this uh, actually tomorrow, 415 8 p.m. 4834 North Springfield. Come through, support them. They do really, really, really good work. And as always, shout out to our sponsor, The Lighthouse, hey. 53rd Street. Go rock with them. If you're going to Chipotle, you lame. Um, wow. That's <laughs> so funny. We'll, we'll talk about why that's hilarious. Oh, no. I've started problems already. And uh, on, on a, a much more serious note, uh, rest in peace to Pierre Lowry, who was killed by the Chicago Police Department this month. Let's take, as we often do, you want to do a little moment uh, for his memory. All right. So, as I mentioned, we have some very special guests, even if they do have a Chipotle ritual, which we'll get to. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They don't even got salmon at Chipotle, man. I'm trying to get the, the mango Caribbean jerk. We got to right. step it up. We got a long hour. We got to get <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> um, but our very special guests are uh, creators of and, and directors and founders and makers of the amazing collective and organization Black Girl in Ohm. We have Lauren and Zakia here. Woo! Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Boop, 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 boop. Hi. Hi. How are y'all feeling today? How are you? How is the world treating you? And how are you treating the world this week? Wonderfully. I think the world is treating me really great. Um, I've been receiving a lot of positive energy, a lot of affirmations. Um, just a lot of great things happening. Agreed. <laughs> Spring is in the air, and I think along with that right now for both of us and for the collective of Black Girl Gnome, um, we're just, we're just uh, experiencing a lot of abundance and a lot of growth as well. So it's a good time. Cool. So uh, y'all's, in my research, y'all's like manifesto or mission is like the most beautiful thing. So rather than me doing, or people just like reading it off the website, like what would you say it is that y'all do? What's the, the ethos behind it all? Absolutely. So um, at the end of the day, um, a phrase that we've embraced more recently that I think speaks really uh, well to what we do is creating space for women of color to breathe easy. So in whatever way you can imagine, whether it's a meditation event, yoga, or creating positive images, representations of women of color on our Instagram, you know, creating that space for us to just be ourselves. Yeah, and so in creating that space, we are very intentional about gathering women in healing spaces, in safe space with other women, um, and really communicating, sharing our narrative, sharing our stories, our experiences. Um, and we do that through our online publication, um, and as I mentioned, our gatherings, um, for example, we have a self-care Sunday that we do once a month. And so that's one of the ways that we engage with our community um, and share space. So there's a lot of like um, new like discursive 
phrases that we use there's like these like little like buzzwords that we have in like our our contemporary little moment that we're in i mean definitely safe space is one of them that we that we've talked about a few times here on the show so i, I would love mm. to hear from the black girl and on perspective like what is safe space i think we take that word for granted absolutely i i would agree with that too um i think that for us um it really starts with acknowledging the the fact the reality that um currently um, while wellness is trending and self-care is certainly trending in the West and the U.S. in particular, the spaces um, for wellness and self-care are still very um, oftentimes white. And so it kind of creates a, um, a, a you know, ability for certain people to feel included in that or excluded. Um, and so what we're really doing in creating a safe space is really being intentional around having women of color in these leadership positions where they can really curate the safe space and really shift conversations that we need to be having as a community amongst ourselves. And also ensuring that everyone who comes to that space feels really included, feels really embraced and welcome and affirmed in their identities as well. Yeah, so going off of what Lauren said, um, I think with us, when we speak about safe space, as Damon was saying, this is a term that people use a lot of the times, often more so loosely. Mm. Um, but in our space, I think we're intentional about affirming people as they are um, and affirming them through their struggle, through their experiences. Um, and oftentimes we have spaces that aren't inclusive of people of color, black people, um, transgender folks, all sorts of folks in the LGBTQ community. Um, and I think our space is sort of like welcoming of everyone. And so when I think of safe, safe space, I think of space that is very intentional about being inclusive of folks and offering a space for them to heal um, and to feel affirmed continuously. If I may as well. You may. You absolutely <laughs> because, may. <laughs> because this, uh, your attention to the word that's often overlooked makes me think of another word that's often mm -hmm. overlooked, um, which is this idea of um, what wellness even looks like and what mm -hmm. healing yeah, and self-care even looks like. Yeah, I was going to actually ask those too. Like. Yeah. yeah. I'm and glad. I, so I'd say that like as much as like... Um, as much as safe space is often like just used and like thrown out there and without a whole lot of intention behind it, mm -hmm. I'd say we're also very intentional around allowing for like wellness to be like messy and for mm -hmm. self-care to be messy as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. because it's not this sanitized thing that we like yeah. to put out there. It's not always like the cutest yoga clothes right, or right, like right. a smile on your face. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. if people in our sessions like feel the need to cry or vent or go off on a tangent about their life story, like that's exactly what we hope people will feel comfortable doing in that is sometimes what has happened yeah is, is there Definitely. like yeah. a, 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 as identifying as if not healers people who create space for healing mm -hmm. um is there often like a, a a very difficult burden that comes with that I'll, I'll speak from my experience so like just this weekend um like saturday through monday like i i had like three very intense intentional healing sessions right with like organizers um and i think our expectations going into it right is very mystical of like this healer will come and fix your problems it's very and, like kumbaya. yeah and, and, yeah. and, and your you know your energy battery bar is going to go from red to green and it's all going to be like yeah. a clean the sage is in the air and then it's going to be all good and they're going to like touch you on your forehead and you and know it's all thumbs up right yeah. and, and so um I know for the people facilitating that space, it was a very heavy burden, a heavy weight. Um, and so how, how do you, is that something that you sometimes feel? Is that, is that difficult to carry the, the expectations of being like mystical or otherworldly um, instead of just being like human beings trying to offer tools? That's, yeah, that's a really great question. It's something that I personally have had to um, acknowledge because I'm a yoga teacher as well. Mm -hmm. So... Um, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes people who are especially stepping into yoga for the first time will often view the teacher, whether it's me or someone else, as kind of the one who can help guide them in every way. And I mm -hmm. just, honestly, I just try to be as human as possible because that's all I can be, you know? Like, right. I will never pretend to be an expert or to be a know-all, you know, like, healer woman. I, I very much acknowledge that I'm a facilitator oftentimes for other people's, um, kind of introduction to really like what wellness can look like and what the healing journey can look like but I'm as messy and like <laughs> in need of healing as much as everybody and so I think it's really great I, I look to other women of color um, who facilitate healing as kind of examples for like how to not really get on a pedestal ever and pretend like you know everything and hopefully right. 
people who come into my sessions also can can realize that too. Yeah, and also like you don't, not only can you not heal them, everything, you're also in the midst of the process for yourself. Exactly. And that that process doesn't, it's not like it ends at any point. Right. Um, so let's go back to kind of, you, you talked about other people's entry points, uh, each of y'all's entry point um, with some of, interacting with some of these tools, whether it's yoga or some of the other things you do pre-Black Girl and Own being a thing, where were the moments where you're like, I need, there's something that I need, I need some of these tools, and you start looking around for them. How did, how did you find your way into this work? Yeah, so, um, so prior to Black Girl and Ohm, I mean, there were a lot of things that were really um, weighing heavy on me. I was a student at the time. Um, I was always stressed out about school, also being um, a Black woman, in an institutional space um, that was also very stressful sometimes. I oftentimes didn't feel supported or validate or validated um, in my experiences. UIC. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we call them out were, here. We all about accountability. No, no, right, yeah, right, right, right. I no, I understand that. And there were, but I mean, there were people there who were supportive. Um, right, and when I mean the institution, I speak holistically. Yeah. Um, but there were people there who were very supportive. Um, and but, so, I'm sorry, on that institutional, like what? I, I of course can like guess or assume like a few ways that an institution yeah. could be not supportive. But what was it for you? What was there like something that you were specifically looking for, or just overall you felt like, oh, this is starting to really weigh on me and break me down? Yeah, I think oftentimes I was looking for support, um, and when I mean support, I think that a lot of the things, for example, I was studying um, art history, which is like a topic that's very like. Um, Eurocentric, very mm -hmm. westernized. Um, and so a lot of the things that I had interest in or had questions about oftentimes were ignored. Yeah. Um, if I confronted a professor or a teacher about something they said that was problematic, I oftentimes got silenced. Um, and so I think that those cases were happening often for me. And that's what mm -hmm. I meant when I said that I felt like I wasn't receiving support or validation from the institution. Yeah. Um, and we shouldn't seek validation from the institution. <laughs> right, sure. um, and so during that time, I was sort of looking for something to facilitate my own healing, facilitating support for myself. Um, and I actually found that through photography. And so I started documenting myself more. I started um, journaling my experiences. Um, I started speaking more with women um, who could relate to me as well. Um, so I kind of started building like a small community for myself um, and that helped as well. And so I think that prior to Black Girl and Ohm, I had little experience with yoga <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but once I introduced that into my life, it really helped me facilitate my process and, and start that healing space. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also connected to a lot of amazing um, organizers and workers and artists who also had a part in helping me do that. Anyone in particular you want to shout out real quick, given their, 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 their moment in the sun? Um, there is one person. Um, shout out to Irina at Whole House. Shout um, out Irina, squat. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is someone that I definitely looked up to while I was working at Whole House in the sense that... Um, what is Whole House? I'm sorry. Yeah, so the Jane Addams Whole House Museum is a part of UIC, and it's a social justice museum, and they facilitate a lot of work that involves um, organizations. Um, they do a lot of work around feminism, um, the anti-prison industrial complex. Um, they offer space for various organizations that are taking part in fighting Mm -hmm. And Social Irina justice. also connected Zakia and I. Uh, yes, if it wasn't for Irina, we wouldn't know each other. Yeah, <laughs> and we wouldn't have an episode. Yeah, this if week. it wasn't what for Irina, we, we would be just struggling <laughs> <laughs> last minute. Who, who do you know, Damon? <laughs> yeah. How about how about for you, Lauren? Like, who was it? Yeah. Well, not who, but what was the entry point? Yeah. So um, I have a similar kind of um, background in terms of institutional kind of. <laughs> like stifling <laughs> in a sense. So I went to grad school at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana. And um, 
I just really didn't enjoy my experience at the particular institution. I was studying um, American studies. I got my master's in American studies. I was studying hey, wonderful that's stuff. A, that's what I, I did American studies too. That's oh, very exciting. out about He's it later. He's a huge, <laughs> That'll He's be a, great. you don't even know. <laughs> He's a huge American was, studies fan. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. Yay, it's great to meet other people in hey. that field. So um, I was, I had a wonderful um, program, you know, peers, colleagues were very much um, affirming and inspiring for me, but I was not really vibing with like just the whiteness and the conservative like political landscape that I was in. So um, I uh, started actually going to uh, yoga primarily for the um, physical benefits. So I was, you know, stressed out grad student hunch over my computer. So I was like, I can either spend X amount of dollars on massage every month or I can go like stretch my body in like a yoga session like a few times a week. So I started it for very practical reasons. And, you know, of course, I realize as many yogis do how just what a beautiful holistic practice it is. Mm -hmm. So, um, I ended up enrolling actually in a yoga for transformation class at a yoga studio that I loved um, in that city. And um, that class was actually more grounded in the philosophy behind yoga. So I learned about all the eight limbs of yoga and kind of the history behind it as well. And so that kind of opened up my eyes to the wealth of like knowledge and wisdom that's in it as a holistic practice rather than just as a physical practice. Um, and that was really the foundation that kind of lived within me for two years. Um, after graduating, I went back to Minneapolis, which is where I'm from for about a year. And then I ended up moving here to Chicago. And one thing led to the next. I decided to do yoga teacher training kind of on a whim, kind of just because I was interested. Yeah. And <laughs> then that after completing that, that's when I started really brainstorming and putting together the foundation for Black Girl and Elm. One quick Purdue question. This is really a rhetorical question. How in the world can they call themselves the Boilermakers? That is the name of their team. That's just hilarious to me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's also crazy. Lame. That's, that's much... like the lamest boiler <laughs> name of all time. Yeah, I have no comment about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, school was the pioneers. That's not that's too hot. That's so much better than like we it's, are. We make furnace. We're the right, furnace right, creators. Right, right. <laughs> They're an engineering school. <laughs> that's so funny. Anyway, so why don't we uh, give folks a second to catch their breath, think a little bit more about the Boilermakers as a name. Um, we're going to hear a song from Smino, uh, produced by Monty Booker. The song is called Oxygen as we talk about how we can you, do you see what, you see what I'm saying? Hey, that, hey, all right. Uh, with the segues <laughs> here on Ergo, WHPK, ergoradio.com. I got blood on my knees, knee deep in mud from the mud, let me breathe. He's just a thug, let him die in the screech. Cigarette buzz, glass and rocks on my teeth. I'm choking out, I need oxygen, please. Dread in the day like I locked up my throat. Remember the day that they locked up my bro. Ain't been the same, feel the shit to this day. And I'm choking out, I need oxygen, 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 oh. oxygen, oxygen. When I'm choking out, I need oxygen. Oxygen, oxygen, yeah. oxygen, oxygen, yeah. She bye bye when she ad lib. I gotta walk a flock of ugly poochers to eat my pain. Living single though, don't got the time of day. Plus I still live with the stool, tryna pay bill that been due for a while now with the world spin. Tryna spend more time with pops, ready about to go to the doc and get surgery shot Cause it's been so long since he didn't hear from me now It's emergency, it's hard to smile now So I power out with a big booty bow deep and smoking eco piece of orders and herbs How we splurge, wasted, I crash on your curves Sticks it for birds, smash on your couch and disperse Won't call for a while now, yeah now we don't speak no more. Not used to blessings, reject my rewards. Either that or get bored, I don't know, no, no, what it is. Why for this shit? I'ma get high today, hot nigga, holiday pumping the gas in my room. Getting immune to the fumes. My tank on eat, I need to pick me up. Can I Uber the Jew or the Witcher? This world been so brutal for niggas. Hands up, they still shot, go Google the pictures. So who's ridiculous? I got blood on my knees. Need deep in mud from the mud, let me breathe. He just should thug, let him die in the screech. Cigarette, buzz, glass, and rocks on my teeth, and I'm choking out. I need oxygen, please. Dreading the day like I locked up my throat. Remember the day that they locked up my bro. Ain't been the same for the shit to this day, and I'm choking out. I need oxygen, o
Oxygen. Right now I'm choking out. Hey, we're back here on Ergo WHPK. That was Smino Oxygen produced by Monty Booker. I think they're back off their European tour back in the city. Hope to cross paths with them soon. Anyway, we have our very special guests, uh, Black Girl in Ohm, Zakia, and Lauren here. We're talking a little bit about kind of the entry point into uh, the organization and the collective and the work that y'all do. Um, so uh, now that you guys have, you, you live in so many different spaces, you do so many different things, um, what, are, what, what would you say are the things when someone interacts with what you do that you hope they walk away with? Or what are the tools that you feel like have come in handy for y'all in your toolbox? Well, I would say that um, it's important to, I think we're honing in on a lot of phrases today, but one <laughs> phrase, self-care. That means Teach you, the people. <laughs> yeah, that means like you don't have to go to yoga class with a group of 30 other people. You don't have to like pay money to go, you know, drink a bunch of like green juices to like cleanse yourself like you should be able to know how to you know in your darkest of places like your worst day ever no one else is around be able to like utilize your own personal toolkit and know what's gonna allow you to get through the moment that might not even mean that you like feel radically better but like to get you through the moment mm -hmm. um so for me um what works for me may or may not work for other people but i can certainly share mine um one thing that i've realized that i need to prioritize is some form of physical movement so that I can like literally release tension because I am someone who will very much embody tension in my body. I'm grateful that I have this awareness because I think that some people sadly like are so used to feeling shitty for lack of a better word that they're just they just feel that and they think it's normal but I'm someone who like if I don't move my body whether through yoga or literally just like stretching for a few minutes every day it's not a good look for me and I will be like crabby to everybody around me so for me like that's literally like my toolkit yoga usually but if I can't go to yoga I always stretch um, and for me also um, it's in part because I'm an extrovert and just incredibly social. But for me, like hanging out and having good, good quality time with my girlfriends, that's self-care to me. And that's um, that's something that like boosts my mood when I come out of the moment, you know? Like I kicked it this past Monday with one of my best friends, shout out to Chelsea and to uh, Fuchsia as well and Lace. Um, that's like a, a good group of like women who are important in my life. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, while that involved like community time, again, it's like, it's the way that I feel when I'm around them. And it's what I know that I have to do because no matter how busy I am in a week, if I prioritize just doing work and like checking things off my to-do list, but don't spend time with my girlfriends, that's just one of my love languages too, quality time. So um, I just don't feel like a sane person. Like it's just not something that, I can, um, you know, not make a priority. What's the, what's the routine? What do we got? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think one of the things that people, or that I would hope people walk away with when they come to our sessions or share space with us is just ultimately a self-awareness, um, a self-awareness that is tied to self-care, but also a self-awareness tied to your... Um, I guess, internalized potential to, um, you know, find your strength, find your power. Um, and oftentimes when you do take the time to take care of yourself and be intentional about creating space for yourself, you're able to do that. Um, because I know for me, when I'm not paying attention to myself, when I'm not aware of um, the things that are going on in my body, in my mind, um, things that are going on spiritually, I oftentimes neglect myself and um, that's not really healthy. Um, and as Lauren was saying, like one of the things that I um, intentionally do to practice self-care is constantly be creative. Mm. Um, and so I know this sounds counterintuitive, <laughs> um, but having creative projects to work on for me is a like um, sense of self-care. Um, and sometimes people will say like, oh, that's overwhelming for you to be working on these different projects. But in all honesty, like serving my energy into a creative practice is what 
keeps me going. Yeah. Um, and my livelihood and survival actually depends on my creative practice um, as an artist and as a photographer. Um, if I didn't have those things to, um, you know, put energy into every day or on a weekly basis, I would probably be suffering mentally, spiritually and physically. Um, and so I think that one of the things that we're very intentional about is also, you know, helping people realize that self-care is really self-preservation. Mm -hmm. If you're not preserving your body, if you're not preserving your mind, if you're not preserving, um, you know, your spiritual sense of self, if you believe in that, then ultimately you um, you will crumble. Um, and I think oftentimes being women um, in the society, women of color, people of color in general, black people, black folk, um, we aren't encouraged to be selfish with our self-care. We aren't encouraged to practice self-preservation. Um, and we're oftentimes feeding our energy into things that aren't serving us in return in a positive way. And so I think taking that time to find something that lends um, self-care to you is really important. And as Lauren was saying, like, you don't need to be like, oh, I'm going to go to a spa and get, like, a facial or a massage. I'm going to go get, like, this expensive juice cleanse. Like, no, you don't need to do that. You know, if you're at home, like, self-care for you could be fixing yourself a cup of tea. Self-care could be sitting down with yourself and journaling. Self-care could be, um, you know, cooking a meal for yourself, um, and so I think that there are various ways that you can find time um, to facilitate that for yourself. And it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be glossy. Um, even if you cry or release something, that's a form of self-care. So, yeah. yeah. And, and as you talk about, you know, this taking care of self and of, of the body and of, the, the, you know, the spirit, if you want to call it that, um, you know, it, it's very intentionally um, and purposely framed around centering black womenhood, centering black girls, um, centering the harm and, and the needs of black women. Um, and so with that, um, so often when black women try to create those spaces, um, there is often a tension or a disruption um, or just a taking up of space for masculine identified folks. Um, so have, is that something you guys have had to like wrestle with or combat? Or, and do you have processes around how to center uh, black women and girls often um, in the face of those who are perpetrating the type of harm that they need the self-care from? Do you get what, mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is that something that y'all experienced? So far, especially as you're growing, basically, what like brand. when those like three dudes show up to the yoga class, like what do you do? Or just on, <laughs> or just, you know, yeah. Twitter, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think online, I honestly haven't noticed this being an issue oh, or that's, that's a concern. Um, last year, we actually did um, did intentionally. Um, invite and include um, also men of color to our sessions. And we had some really loyal followers, shout out to Austin in particular, um, who came and joined us. And honestly, it, um, I would say, you know, was a really beautiful, beneficial addition to our community. Um, going into this year, however, we did make the more intentional stance that since, you know, we are um, focus in mission and vision around women of color, you know, that these spaces are wellness gatherings in particular will be inclusive to women of color, self-identified women of color. Um, yeah, I want to, uh, Dame, I want to actually ask you something on this. Hello. Uh, hey, nice to see <laughs> you again. Um, <laughs> but I'm thinking about uh, in a lot of the rooms you're in with other organizers in the city and, and, and the, the fatigue and stress and pain of doing this work and the toll that that can take like are there things that as a community y'all like practices that you've put in place um or are there things that you like wish folks were doing more like like how no, how I mean, can you imagine this gnome. Yeah, <laughs> is, 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 what, is what's happening um i think um i think where we are right now um is trying to be more honest about our humanity and more vulnerable i think when when you know when your work, whether it be creative or political um, or cultural or social, is like inherently good job, inherently designed to um, to like oppose the state and oppose power, right? Like that um, automatically makes you vulnerable, automatically puts you at risk. Um, and like historically, we're taught that like 
being over, like we march 30 miles right as like you know overextending yourself is like a badge of honor um so trying to be more honest um about taking care of ourselves is, is where we are right now we're still working to develop processes I, i'm still working to, to even be able to identify uh when i need time or, or what i need in general um so so yeah it's really hard but i think um, where we're making the, the greatest steps um, is instead of prioritizing um, kind of like project-based ideals, right? Like having to get these many people here, we are, we are trying to shift um, and learn how to prioritize the people that are doing the work, um, which is hard um, and still not very tangible. Um, so hearing that from, from your perspective, if you like kind of get a glimpse of that world, what, what would you yeah. suggest or offer as first steps for like communities that already exist, right? It's like taking the self-care out of the individual mm -hmm. um, context, but like in the group-centered model. Um, yeah, I actually really appreciate, David, you for asking that and Damon for your thoughts. Um, I should say, too, that, I mean, if it's not obvious, I think people, more people need to realize that Black Girl Gnome is very much a political project, you know? Um, I think what Zakia was sharing before, too, reminds me of beautiful words by Audre Lorde, you know, the quote that basically, I'm rephrasing it a little bit, but that self-care is not an act of self-indulgence but it's an act of self-preservation yeah. and that's an act of political warfare you know like literally mm. there are systemic um <laughs> there are just ways that oppression is institutionalized and then that also how we internalize that and then allow for our own selves to be um just literally just like scraping by and surviving rather than thriving and it just doesn't make sense so um what you were saying about um about um about how oftentimes we will run ourselves in the ground and that's like viewed as a badge of honor, especially for like advocates and advocate or an activists as well. I think it's so crucial to those within those communities who acknowledge other people doing that or even acknowledge themselves doing that, like just speak on that and like call it out. And, you know, in order for our for ourselves to be committed to movements, whether like political or what have you, that are fundamentally about ultimately growth and love and um, just dismantling oppression, you absolutely have to then take care of yourself in order to do that. Um, and it's so hard, like completely, it's super challenging, it's super hard, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. Um, at the end of the day, it's about ritual as well. So practicing yeah. something, that's why in yoga, it's called a practice, self-care. Any act of self-care right. um, really kind of demands that you practice it. If you just pick it up once, leave it, you know, just leave it around and come back to it in a month, it's not really going to be something that's ultimately benefiting you in a sustainable way. It's a verb. It's something you, you, you mm -hmm. do to quote Schoolhouse Rock. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but going off of um, what Lauren was saying, I think one of the most important things, especially if you're working with people, specifically with the work um, that you were mentioning, Damon, is that I think collective accountability is like really important. So if you notice that people in your group, people in your circle are overworking themselves, overextending themselves. I think that acknowledging that firsthand can create um, a sort of healing space or create some sort of collective self-care. Yeah. Um, so even if it's just like getting people together and be like, okay, y'all, we did this thing outside for like three hours. We need to stop, mm -hmm. take 20 minutes, breathe. Um, and I also think that being vulnerable in those spaces enhances that experience as well and so one of the things that i do with my friends if we're all together and we know that this person had a rough week or all of us have had a rough week we will take space and spend time together and just like hug each other if anyone needs a shoulder to cry on so i think that intentionally creating collective um space for healing would be like a great start for that or if you're like in the middle of a meeting and just be like pause we're all gonna stay silent close our eyes breathe intentionally for like five minutes mm -hmm. um even doing something like that can help sort of um i guess create a space in which folks can feel like they are releasing something yeah and whether it's yeah. communal or individual i think like for folks who aren't doing it it feels like well if i do that then it's going to slow me down and it's going to be a distraction or it's gonna like keep me from focusing on all these things that need to happen. But I think what we're hearing from you, and at least like in my practice and talking to other folks, like building these, this ritual, this routine, it makes everything else easier. It's the only way to keep right. 
sustain mm-hmm. or one of the only ways to keep sustaining it. And as Lauren was saying, like um, on the topic of ritual and continuously practicing this, practicing this, I think that in any work that you get involved in with a collective, that should intentionally be a part of your schedule or intentionally be part of the work that you do. And so when you are working with people, communicating that, you know, hey, like there's going to be intentional care practices that are done maybe once a week or twice a week. And Mm -hmm. I think that putting that into your schedule and not putting that off um, is really important and vital. And so I think that, I mean, and that is how workplaces should be operated. Makes it a part of the culture. Exactly. And as, like she just said, infusing it into the culture is like immensely important because you're already creating that ritual and you're already sort of creating something that becomes normalized because Mm -hmm. self-care and collective healing isn't something that is normalized. Right. Yeah. You know? And because it's a it's not something that everyone thinks about all the time, that process of figuring out an individual or collective's routine can be hard. And I think sometimes folks maybe do things in the name of self-care that ultimately don't serve that purpose. Like what are some pitfalls you've seen people fall into or like uh, things that they'll plant the self-care flag in, but ultimately <laughs> like don't provide that spirit, you know? Is there anything like, I- I'm thinking of like the, like the the distraction through like we had a hard day now like let's just go like non-deliberately turn up like let's just go and drink to the point or whatever it doesn't have to be drinking but it's just like that like we're going to distract ourselves from the hard part um when someone comes with that kind of mentality do you all have a way that you like try to direct them towards being more present right like are there tenets of self-care right like like are there ways that people often think they're taking care of themselves as actually harming themselves mm-hmm. that yeah. that you have processes to kind of unruh- I mean, maybe not you know but just curious your thoughts on that mm-hmm. i don't know what about you dan what do you think i think this is a super interesting question i'm thinking over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i think a lot of times we um we try to heal ourselves in unhealthy ways um i know i do like even like something that is like obvious it's like oh i got blacked out drunk like sometimes like tv like really messes (laughs) messes up my brain like and but i can watch it like incessantly for hours straight and sometimes i do it on purpose to like it's like a a dopamine release it's like a it's like a actual high Mm -hmm. um and i know that like it creates cycles of like me becoming inactive me like physically feeling worse like it Mm -hmm. it it, it, i see it now um and sometimes they're like i still do it because it's what I grew up doing. I was like raised by television, so like it feels good to like take a few hours off. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a whole. I guess there are a few things that I think of, um, especially as women. I think like retail therapy. Yeah, um, true. Girl, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I like to shop. I like to look fleeky. But <laughs> first of all, time out. <laughs> y'all, y'all are matching. Did y'all do that? No. Y'all have like we did y'all not are plan. photo we shoot ready. This. So and this happens like often. Right yeah, we're twinning today. We're twinning. I think we like have developed like a stream of consciousness. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're lying. They were, they were FaceTiming each other this morning. For y'all who can't see us, follow us on Instagram right now. We posted a video from our Snapchat. It was, actually, it was really tough because I, I gave them, uh, I drove them over here and we had to like stop at a store so they could go get matching shirts. I thought we were going to be late. It was going to be really tough. He's giving away our secrets. <laughs> Behind the scenes here on Ergo. Yes. But yeah, so retail there. Anything else retail that comes therapy. to mind? Another thing that comes to mind um, is eating. And I'm prone to this too. Like I, with the yeah. Dopamine thing that you mentioned, um, Damon, like, you know, like I love like fries. I love like cheesy stuff. I love, you know, some processed Honey buns foods. get me. Oh, no, my God. My guilty pleasure is hot Cheetos. I can't believe oh, I just admitted man. that. Oh, man. For real, though. Just the key, you know, I like to go down on some hot Cheetos. But... I am trying to be eating more like whole foods, just food that's like literally straight from the earth and unprocessed. And it's amazing too how differently you feel. I try to focus on the feeling after I eat a bag of hot Cheetos versus after I eat a giant like amazing salad that I put time and energy and love into making. So yeah, there's so many different ways that you can easily, well, <laughs> easily, I'm not so sure, but with practice and ritual and intention, shift some of those um, less constructive habits into more beneficial ones. Yeah. And, yeah. And, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, and I think Daniel mentioned this um, when he first asked this question, but you talked about like turning up and all yeah. this stuff. Like everybody's like, oh, let's turn up, let's turn up. Um, and there are ways that you can like sort of Holistic transition and transform. <laughs> 
things like that that can actually be holistic and healing. And so I think that... What's a great example with, of that? Yeah, I'm going to go into that. <laughs> um, and so I think one of the things, the basis behind that is intentionality. Like, in everything that you do, if you have an intentional purpose, you can ultimately transform it into or True. alter it into whatever it is that you need. Um, and so, for example, like turning up like, yeah, like we can be dancing together, twerking together, whatever. But if you're intentionally creating that space as a healing space and, you know, I think that movement a lot does create healing. Like I know for myself, if I move around, if I dance um, or if I have yoga and then break out into a twerk session, shout out to Angelique, um, <laughs> that can be a healing practice. And knowing that you're doing it for yourself or for mm -hmm. a specific purpose rather than the gaze or purpose of other people, yeah. um, that's one of the ways that you can sort of retool some of the things that you do. Um, or drinking, like you don't have to go out and get drunk <laughs> to have a good time. I think that saying like, okay, you know, I may deserve like a glass of wine or a drink, but that's it. And being intentional about why you're doing that and sort of separating dependency as opposed to like taking time to yourself mm -hmm. and like knowing what the differences are. I think that actually is a really good example of this. And it's called Party Noir. Yes. Shout out. Yes. Before I get that in, it's going to be one next Saturday, right? The 23rd? Yes. Is, is that what the, the yep. date that that is? Um, so those of you what listening is, What is Party Chicago? Noir? We got to do, do a whole episode on yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. With a different hat. <laughs> this will yeah. be, be coming up. Yeah, so Party Noir uh, was conceived of by myself, Lauren, um, Ray Chardonnay. Shout out to our DJ and co-curator. <laughs> and uh, Nick Alder, um, who's also the founder of Black Girl Fly Magazine. So basically, as if the three of us ladies didn't have enough to do, we wanted to create something else. And it's been beautiful. Um, it's basically a, a Black Joy-centered um, day party. It's monthly at the Promontory. The next one, as you mentioned, Damon, is on Saturday, April 23rd from 2 to 8. It is um, precisely what Zakia was speaking to right now, an example of how you can take a certain concept that we may all be familiar with, but repurposing it and allowing for it to be something that is more than just turning up. But it's a space for joy. It's a, it's a place to release, express, and um, just follow Party Noir on you know Facebook or Instagram if you just want to see the beautiful images of um, those uh, people who come for those purposes. Um, shout out to RJ Eldridge, our amazing Ergo alum. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the super homie. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a, a little sneak peek. We got a, a new a new game coming up after the song. But as we uh, talk about how we find light in the world, it's a bit of a tough... I'm going to make the segue. Everybody Loves the Sunshine, Roy Ayers. One of my favorite songs. A former Let Me School You track. I'm yeah, excited. we're bringing it back normal. Yeah. The sun is out in Chicago. Shout out Rick Wilson. <laughs>
song ever y'all i know you enjoying it shout out uh fuchsia is it fuchsia that's listening fuchsia shout out fuchsia yes. man we appreciate hey fuchsia you just texted me <laughs> word word everybody loves the sunshine bro. it's one of the greatest songs going out ever. to fuchsia <laughs> word word but um so there's like a um uh, there's like a balance that i think y'all navigate really well uh from like kind of the the like mission of your work and the way that you operate with it so i, I hope this makes sense but like self-care um and often like personal creativity is like a very like human interpersonal sometimes vulnerable and private thing right but y'all are like also like super cool and shit right and so like like you, we you, try to be yeah you're getting like lightweight <laughs> internet famous right and so like how is it ever difficult to like navigate that tension of, of trying to do things you're trying to have a brand you're trying to have a company right but like then people are like looking at you on instagram as like mm -hmm. a model or or a like a disembodied idea um and so, also just like Instagram famous yeah. is like the word like internet famous in that whole world is yeah. like we yeah those like are the, the worst people you know um, <laughs> and so I know that you have your own like community and brand and niche right but is it ever um, difficult to like navigate that tension especially as you guys are, are always you know unveiling new things and new mm -hmm. projects um, I think the only difficulty I find is just balancing um, this goes back to self-care <laughs> um, balancing being active on social media and taking time away from it um, and I also think that whether we're on social media or whether people have their own perceptions or ideas of us based off of what it is that they see or what mm -hmm. they hear we're very intentional about constantly reinforcing who we are on our social media. Because it can be so dehumanizing. Exactly. And question. so it's not like, like me and Lauren post a photo on Instagram. It's not just, oh, look at this beautiful photo of a black woman doing yoga. Like, no, there's more intentionality mm. behind it. It's about lending visibility. It's about letting people know that this image is important for a reason and that this woman is engaging in a practice that is ultimately um you know, serving for her and serving for the community as a collective. Mm -hmm. And so I think that with our social media, we're very specific, intentional, and really meaningful in the ways that we engage with that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that I have to say about that. Um, yeah, one Did you have anything, Lauren? I think um, just kind of like a different thought to this, too, is that I personally um, am all about... Um, just being who I am and mm -hmm. not allowing people to get too attached to seeing me in one role. <laughs> right. So I was actually chatting with a friend of mine about this the other day and she was like, oh, this is this is your Rihanna moment. Um, <laughs> because um, just being unafraid of, like like Zakia was saying, people are going to view you how they view you. That's People are going to view no. you how you oh, view, yeah. how they want to view you. We got to get and like a real radio station. <laughs> Sorry, a friend swing by the studio and he's <laughs> waving right now. <laughs> um, and so, and while, you know, I'm always going to be like super passionate and, 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 you know, leading and, and directing Black Girl and Elm. Um, and I'm always going to be excited about Party Noir. Like there are still things I have up my sleeves and. What you so, got? You got some new, you got some new stuff coming out? What's, what's coming up? Let, me, <laughs> let the people know. Give us the exclusive. <laughs> Oh, okay. no, I agree with that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. just always not allowing people to get too attached to whoever they think you are. Not not in terms of like, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like just always being willing I to embrace your creative energies in whatever direction they're going to go in. At the end of the day, we're also human beings. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's it. So we're very yeah. human. Um, and so I think oftentimes when people look at other folks on social media, they disengage, you know, with that humanity. And yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, in terms of what's on the horizon, oh, uh -oh. so um, Zakia and I are going to That was to like be... a bomb drop. <laughs> we, we do our own sounds here. Yeah. <laughs> Drum roll, please. 
<laughs> All right, we got so um, Zakia and I are actually going to be unveiling a podcast. Hey, hey. Yes. podcast gang, squaw squaw. Yeah. We're very excited about it. Yeah. Um. So please, please, please look forward to that. Yeah. What's it going to be called? Well, it's going to be for Black Girl No. Um, so it's going to be for all of our amazing, you know, community members who love podcasts because we nerd out on podcasts. Yes. And honestly, um, correct me if I'm wrong, please like get at me on social media. But there isn't currently any visible um, podcast by women of color speaking to women of color about wellness, self care, and healing. And I mean on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. where the entire format of the show is focused on that. So we're super dope to kind of fill that void as we see. It and to really have some meaningful conversations on there. Glad you're able to get some practice here, you know what I'm saying, on our podcast. I, I do want to, in that conversation, give a quick shout out, even though they're not listening, but it is a, a space that like has gotten me thinking about a lot of this. Another round, which is, like I think, the best podcast in the world, I'll put up at BuzzFeed. It's... Um, they have centered that as a lot of the, you know, in the context of other conversations. So in the like couple weeks until y'all drop, mm-hmm. like go get caught up on another round. Um, they're <laughs> incredible. Um, and I'm looking forward to being a listener. That's super cool. Yay. And we're looking forward to sharing. Yay. 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 I'm so, <laughs> super excited. So uh, we're on WHPK here with Black Girl and Gnome. Um, we, we, got a, we got a couple of games that we could play. Oh, which, which, right. which one you want to pull out the bag? So we have, well, let's let's give it we to could, We have yeah, like a super vulnerable personal game, and then we have a much goofier game. We're probably going to do both. And then, and then we also first. have like a more like, uh, like uh, conflict-based game. But not conflict with y'all. It's fun. They're all fun. I promise. I promise. We trust you. You trust us? I refuse I'm going to defer to you. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's, try, let's, let's try the new one. This new game, cue the music is called Live at the Barbecue. So here's the premise. As summer comes to Chicago and the barbecues start popping up, you are preparing to go to a... Step into this imaginary world. You're preparing to go to a great barbecue. Who are you bringing with you? And what is the dish that you are bringing to the barbecue? Go. Okay, I'll share mine. And this is also so that I can give a shout out to some people. All right, go for it. So a lot of people don't realize this, but the Black Girl and Ohm team is actually quite a team now. We've expanded and we have um, a beautiful collective of women who support everything that we're doing. So I would bring all these lovely ladies because they're all over the globe. I mean, everywhere from Switzerland to Florida to California. So Carla, Madison, Takara, Shernay, Akudo. Squat, squat. Yes. Gang, gang, and then gang. two new ladies who are joining this month, Morgan and Ashley. Oh, y'all sound too strong. You, yeah. need, you need like I a, like a minivan. It's lit. You need like a, you need a, you need a minivan to transport all of those people to our party bus. Yes. A, a private jet. Bus. Well, a jet. Just a, a helicopter. A jet that runs on um, like healthy things for the environment. On, on green juice. <laughs> Zakia, what, what you got? What you, what you got? Um, oh my God, that was so sweet and thoughtful. <laughs> that was so sweet. Um, who would I bring to the barbecue? And it doesn't have to be um, someone you know. It can be someone famous, any era. Well, I mean, someone that I I feel very um, inspired by right now for various reasons. Um, shout out to Solange. I know she's not listening. Yes, and, she is. Don't say um, that. She, <laughs> she might be. I don't know. She might reach out to us. Um, but yeah, I would br- I would definitely bring her to a barbecue. I think that. What she does, I think she embodies a lot of carefree um, expression and, um, you know, joy for black women. And she's also one of those black women, you know, as Lauren was saying before, where she doesn't really fit into a certain type of like mode or career or standard. She kind of just does her own thing. And I think that's very liberating and as someone who's involved with black girl and ohm who's also a photographic artist documentarian art director curator i'm always interested in how um all of those things sort of intersect and i think that solange is um like an amazing model for that and i feel like she would show up to the barbecue fly as hell so this overall yeah like (laughs) like unbelievably well put together curated barbecue between the two but what are you you bringing though what's the dish because you can't show up empty-handed 
Okay, so this is another shout out. Um, my girl Janae Claiborne, she's a friend of me and Zakia's. Shout out Janae. Follow her on Instagram, <laughs> Sweet Potato Soul. She's a vegan chef that will get your entire life. When we went to New York last August, we had a, a black girl-owned food church event, and she was our hosted chef. And we made amazing vegan mac and cheese. Vegan soul food, y'all. This is what I would bring. <laughs> um, funny enough, I was actually thinking about mac and cheese, too, but not vegan. Um, <laughs> you go hard about it. Although, like, that mac and cheese was popping, and it was vegan. But I'm I'm more so about like the five different cheeses, deep more dish, mac and cheese. I'll have some of that too. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, real quick. I think we're gonna squeeze in two more games. I think we got time. Real quick. So there, we all about accountability here on Eric already. All right, we take it very, very seriously. Right. And there's been a sect of the world that has been running amok at least the last uh -oh. 10, 15 years. I'm scared. Um, Every time you say a muck, yeah, I'm they run a buck is what they do. <laughs> um, and so we we invite our, our guests to to call them out and and and, and bring them back to earth and, and let's get let's write this ship through accountability. So what this game is called is beef with the R and B singer. <laughs> R&B singers have been going unchecked for far too long. I love R&B music. I will say that. It's a but, few of them. But we got to call them out. So each of y'all gets any any era, any era of R&B from Motown to yesterday. Beef with an R&B singer. Who you got and why? Oh, I have beef. <laughs> Let okay. them know. Call them out. Maxwell, I love you, but wow. you need to come out with some new music. Okay, out of love. Okay. Beef hopefully out of love. a video where you are on the beach like wearing nothing but like okay you know, okay like, that's, a, that's, that's a, okay we see where that's going all right all right all right so i'm sure a lot of people <laughs> i don't know if i see where that's going you want to elaborate more i saw, I saw where it went i'm gonna have a picnic on <laughs> okay um i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this um and i've been feeling some type of way for the about this for a long time it's been stressful it's been something weighing heavy on my mind um Frank Ocean. I knew it. Okay. I'm sorry. I had I right. had to say Both it. Both out of love and activity. And I respect Man, the artist process. I know enough. how it is. Jeez. You got to step back sometimes, take care of yourself, do what you got to do. But at the same time, like. Don't lie. He has us hanging. Like, all of us are just, like, hanging right now. And I'm just like, when are you going to release this album? I think it's cool at this, this point. Album? I think it's really co cool. Like, we've had this conversation. I think this is the second or third Frank Ocean that's come up. And, like, the fact that he is, like shifted society without doing anything right like so many people have to, i like, think it's quite powerful that he even has extra. Yeah. that ability yeah. right yeah. um but at the same time I'm, I'm i'm waiting also he's okay <laughs> right because like this could be like a, a stunt but he also might like the pressure might be kind of too much too much right. you know what i'm saying he probably can't like go outside anymore um so like much love to frank ocean and there's like, it's, <laughs> it's one thing it. when you go outside and people are like man we love you we love you we love you it's another thing when you go outside and everyone's like Where's the app? Hurry Where's up. Where's the album? Where's the <laughs> album? He might the need album? a black girl in home session. He needs a session. Oh, yeah, we he can arrange that. Frank, get in touch. All right. So he's, we, a, he's a regular listener. It's perfect. All right. So we need to send these emails out to Solange and, and Frank Ocean. All right. Man, all right. You I'll guys, put that on your list. Yeah. Y'all have that whole staff. Someone's got to be able to know Frank at this point. <laughs> I'll anyway, talk to Akudo. Cool. We're about to get. Akudo sounds like the one that would know Frank Ocean. Just talking about the name. That would be my vote. Oh, top. She's amazing. She, oh, she sounds amazing. Okay. So we're almost out of time here. Actually, we are. Yeah. We're, we're almost out of time. Out of time. Where can <laughs> they find the, you? Yeah. <laughs> How can folks stay in tune with the work? Where should they go? Where should they be? Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Snapchat. Spell it out real quick. Black Girl in Ohm, spelled B-L-A-C-K-G-I-R-L-I-N-O-M. Um, mm, we could do, we could do like a mantra to take us out of here, or maybe not. Anyway, thank you guys. Thank y'all so much for being here. It has been Party such and <laughs> Mario busted to the studio. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, much love. Thank it was, you so it was much great for having to, us. I, I feel like this is our first like full conversation, Akia Lloyd. We've talked a few times. I appreciate y'all so much for being here and love. Mario, get out of here. Lead them alone. Thank you for having us. Thank, thank, thank you. you. We at the lighthouse. What y'all getting? Do you have y'all been to the lighthouse? Y'all right? Not yet. I'm all about okay. these sweet potato all right. fries. All right. true, true. I'm getting the mango Caribbean jerk as I do every jerk salmon as I do every time. To get anything watch. And say I should watch, watch, you're gonna love it. <laughs> Thank much you all so much. Thank you for tuning in. We may or may not be here next week. We'll hey, see. you never know, man. Life is not promised. Much love. <laughs> all sports is next. <laughs> Peace, y'all.
the sunshine. 